T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Odd Rod! What's happening, dude? Man, I'm just sitting here chilling. It's Christmas time. It is getting a little chilly. Getting, We've already had snow this year, man. That's insane, guy. And it wasn't even it is because it's not even winter yet. So actually, December is winter. I don't care what they no, say. No, 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 no. See, December twenty first is winter. It's not winter yet, and we've already had snow. So it's fall snow. Yeah, it's fall snow in the south. Technically, though, you're actually a little mistaken. In the calendar, it is December twenty first. But do you know that the national Meteorology Society. And you think I'm lying to you about this. Look it up. Google it. Winter starts December 1st. I said, I disagree. I go I go by calendar dates. I'm going to tell you something. Old Chris Justice, <laughs> News 4, WYFF, Super Doppler, you know the big golf ball up on the side of 85? I, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've climbed it. Don't ask. And... <laughs> Well, while we're admitting to felonies on the radio show here. <laughs> I didn't spray paint my name on the side of it. <laughs> well, that's good. I was thinking about it, though. Don't worry. I spray painted your name on the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we both got the same name. It really don't matter at the end of the day. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I could get you in trouble for that, though. Can you imagine, like, like, you know, this is back in my heyday. Like, I was dating my first wife then. So, imagine if I put, like... Rob loves Carrie on the side of the Super Doppler, and you'd be like, your wife be like, "Who the hell's Carrie?" You know, you know that's something we never discussed on here is why why I'm actually called Odd Rod because Rob and Rob would just be too confusing. It's just kind of weird. What do you think, Rob? I don't know, Rob. What do you think, Rob? You're out of your damn mind, Rob. Uh, Rob, I'm I'm thinking you're going a little insane with all this car talk, Rob. I'm telling you, Rob, it's just too much. Rob, I'm telling you, no one's gonna be able to keep up with this, Rob. It's killing me, Rob. What if I had a little bit deeper, raspier voice, Rob? Oh my god. Rob. What? Rob. What? Yeah. I'm fixing to go super radio voice on you. <laughs> super radio voice engaged. All right, all right Rob. <laughs> Why don't we talk about what's going on? Man, right. Rod, we got all kinds of things going on. We had a really cool list hit the web this week. And, yeah, uh, and speaking of which, um, last week we lied to you and said we were going to the PRI show. We did not go. Um, you know why? Because it's two degrees outside. That's why. Yeah, actually, in Indianapolis, it happened to be, like, freaking cold. And I don't know. There was crap going on. And we just said, screw it. We're not going. Um, so we didn't go. And uh, we didn't bring you back cool news and all that. But you know what? Google PRI 2017. There was some awesome crap there. Check it out. There was, was cool. some neat stuff there. Um, you know, actually, uh, Summit unveiled a new fuel injection they're making now. Ooh. Yeah. Finally stepping in the so game they're a making, late. They're, yeah. making, they're making a knockoff Holly, you know, or Fit Tech. Throttle body setup. Or fast. Or, exactly. So they're, Summit's being a knockoff of a knockoff of a knockoff. Kind of. Well, that's cool. Should be cheap and affordable right at home. Yep. I like but, it. But so anyway, some of you want to send one, I'll test it. No. The, uh, <laughs> but just... Forbes released a list. You know, and usually as a rule, hot rods and happy hour, and Forbes don't really gel well together. Well, no, like we, we haven't made the list. Yeah, we well, yeah, that's for sure. And it's you know we don't have a lot of stories that would be hot rods and happy hour. I think 
style material. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, usually it's kind of like we made a deal with Forbes. You don't talk about cars, we won't talk about money. Right. You know what I mean? And but now, since they're talking about cars, I think it's a good time to uh, talk about some money. And I tell you what, I'm going to do. I want to dissect their list because they missed the mark on so many things. You know what? I I absolutely do. I, you know, I usually don't like just straight reading someone's work, but this one I want to critique a little bit because yeah, I think Forbes has missed the mark a lot. Well, this is what non-car people would pick. Yeah. So the list is the hottest collectible cars you can buy for under ten thousand dollars. And I think there's cars that are not on this list that absolutely should be, and I think there are some on this list that probably shouldn't be. Yeah. So uh, there's cars on this list that you can't buy for ten thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I think they absolutely. I think you're right. They absolutely missed the mark. There's some of these that are just absolutely atrocious, and I think we should just start it off right here from the top at number one, and it is a 1971 through 76 Buick Electra. Now, see, this is the deuce and a quarter. They're talking about the convertibles. More than anything. All right. Um, you know, a little, I'll tell you what, you know, it's a deuce and a quarter. Do you know why they call it a deuce and a quarter? I do not. Or an Electra 225. Right. So, and it was nicknamed a deuce and a quarter. It's 225 inches long. Uh, that is a long car. Yes, it is. The, uh, but these cars were kind of cool, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of these cars have already been bought up and got up when the donk craze got crazy. Right. Um, anything that was nice, low-mileage grandma cars, yeah, they got 26s put on them. Or, actually, a lot of them also ended up in the junkyard during cash for clunkers. So. Exactly. A lot of these cars did, and there's still some out there, but not very many, and odds of buying parts for these things, you don't call year one and order a bumper for your 71 deuce and a quarter. Yeah, I mean, so this is basically an Impala is what this is, or Caprice, um, but with different front fascia, rear end a little bit's different. Interior's totally different, yeah, and drivetrain is completely different. Yeah, you got, you know. Corporation cor- stuff. Yeah, corporation motors in it, so um, these things are like a mosh posh, really, from GM's arsenal. Well, and, and they're neat, and you know, those that needle in the haystack nice car. Yeah, it's not a bad car, and, and you know, I think... All right. In the article, it says fifty nine hundreds and fifty nine hundred dollars in average condition. You know what? I, I think they're right. I want to know where they pull their comps at on that. I do too, but I, I think for a good. When's be- the last time you seen three deuce and a quarters? And I agree with you there. And I and my thing is that number. I think it's a decent number if you're buying a four door. If you're buying a nice four door, I think you can get one. Yeah, for you around probably 5, could. But now a convertible that like they're showing in their pictures? No. no you're no, not going to touch no, that you're, car. You're, you're absolutely missing the mark. A convertible, what they're showing, um, is absolutely going to climb above that $10,000 mark. I'd say it's a twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 car if it's nice. Yeah. And now, the cool thing about it is the electric was actually styled by the legendary Corvette designer Bill Mitchell. So it, it's got some unique styling to it. It looks nothing like a Corvette, though. I'll go ahead and mention that. I will tell you something else. Bill Mitchell, Bill Mitchell had his hand in several things in GM. Yeah, so saying that is not really fair. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's a selling point, yeah. but it's not, ooh. But uh, they, they advise you to uh, choose a pre-73 model to avoid uh, hasty alterations made in the wake of the federal safety regulations and the Arab oil embargo. Catalytic converters. Um, exactly. Um, but, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. I think they missed the mark on this car. I mean, it's a beautiful car, don't get me wrong. And it, if you like these big boats, like I do, um, I love these big body cars. Hence the name, Odd Rod. Exactly. I, I mean, they're gorgeous cars. And, it, and, you know, I think for entry-level hot rod um, or entry-level cruiser would be more 
better better and, worded. And, the, and they're out there. And um, I would put the Buicks and the Pontiacs all in the same boat with it. Right, right, absolutely. And, and even the old Caprices, really. Yeah, and then the Caprices. Uh, the Caprices, though, you're going to get actual GM motor, uh, Chevy motor. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be better off. But uh, also, that price tag is going to continue to climb. Um, but the Buick Electric is not a bad car. Uh, to say it deserves a Forbes list of collectible cars, I, I totally disagree with. Totally missed the mark. Um, now, with the value cl- climb, I think with any old car, it will climb. Um, do I think it'll it'll hit a outrageous collector status? No, I don't. I think if you have one that's, that's going to be that kitschy cool Buick collector. It's going to have to be either a two door or a convertible, um, and it's going to have to be extremely low miles, loaded out, big engine, and you're at best probably going to have an eighteen thousand dollar car if it's just absolutely mint. It's pristine, and this is another thing they didn't make many of them, so you're not going to have that many people collecting them anyway. No, not many people just put their electro away in the garage. And I think that's why another reason why it's on the list is because it is. But just because they didn't make many of them, don't well, necessarily yeah, I mean, mean it's I mean, a, ju- just because a car is an obscure car doesn't make it necessarily a valuable car. They not many Yugos either, but... No, I mean, it's like a VW thing. I mean, yeah, okay, all, v- all old VWs do have a residual value to them, but a VW thing is not like the most sought-after thing in the world. It's probably the rarest VW ever. It is. I don't tell you, you know, they only made them for three years. So yeah. I'll tell you something, those things are bringing around $18,000 right now. I know, but I think that I think that's capped. I really do. I don't I don't really foresee them cars going much by that. Just like the Electra, I think it's going to past that same following and i don't think it's ever going to hit that twenty thousand dollar mark i don't think it'll ever climb above that that's what the guy said about the buses i bet too uh, you know what and you're done you're on to something you're probably right um and who knows you know what i just i think forbes missing the mark on this one but speaking of missing things we're gonna miss you for a couple minutes because we gotta take some commercial breaks that's right guys stay tuned we got a lot more on this forbes list right here on hot rods and happy hour all right guys listen up on 1063 word all right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Hat. Why did you jump, man? Uh, hold on. What's going on, dude? Uh, from that, no, you scare me though when you yell at me like that, and I'm not ready for it because I'm sleeping through these commercial breaks. You're like, this is the thing. I'm an attention getter. See, most people just sleep through our show. I sleep through our commercial breaks. <laughs> you take little power naps. <laughs> and, She's sleeping, and you scare me with what's going on, guys. And, well, you know what? I want to make sure your blood's pumping. Your well, heart's going. well, you know I have atrial fibrillation, and you're making my heart jump. You know, and that's well. Bad. Maybe it's good. Maybe it shakes the bad stuff loose. You no, ever thought about that? I mean, that? I already got this Forbes list. If you don't move jump. it, you lose it. No, it, it moves on its own. Trust me. All right, guys. So uh, if you've not listened to the first little bit of our show here, um, we're talking about the Forbes list, and they have uh, they have a little list here They've of the com- top ten cars. Is it ten? Yes. Even, I even to look. buy under ten thousand collectible cars. Yeah, collectible cars, and uh, we have some discrepancies in the list. And yeah, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, do you really? Okay, like if I got a cold, I want to talk to my doctor. All right, right, right. I don't think I necessarily want to talk to my doctor about the stock market. Right. Right. And I sure as hell don't want to talk to him about working on my car. Because you know why? Because I work on my doctor's car. That's why. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody's got their thing. We're car guys. Well, you definitely wouldn't want to talk to me about brain surgery. You know, well, what we're going to do is going to saw the top of your head off and, you know, jam a stick in there and see, can't we find what's going on? We'll find that pesky tumor. We'll get yeah, you fixed we'll, up we'll in no time. We'll get you fixed up and sew her back on. You'll be good to go. I doubt you want to hear that from me. So, Ford, stay out of the car business because we're just going to pick apart your list. That's right. So, moving 
on to number two. Number two uh, is the 73 through 79 Ford F-Series. Okay, let me stop right here. First of all, are these cool trucks? Yeah, you know what? They, they are. are cool they, trucks. They are cool trucks. Are these your most collectible? And I know that's what they're getting at. These are future collectors. No, they're not your most collectible trucks. However, they have a good average condition truck priced at around $6,300. That's where I draw the line. Well, I don't think so. For sixty three hundred, no. And so this is the difference between a car guy and somebody that's not a car person looking at prices and looking at sheets and looking at things. And I know what they did. They probably went on eBay and online auctions like that, and they pulled just you know prices, Averages. pulled comps. Yeah. But the thing was, they mixed long bed trucks with short bed trucks, four wheel drives with two wheel drives, rough condition, fair condition, et cetera, et cetera. This is my thing with it. For sixty three hundred dollars, you're not going to touch a cherry short bed pickup. No. And that and that's going to be your collector. Um, I think more realistically, I think you're going to be in the twelve to fifteen thousand dollar range if you want good, pristine, low mile truck. Like and that. I'll say, I've got a funny story about these trucks. And these were odd trucks. These were odd years. You know, especially this this span. You know, the sixty seven through seventy two has become extremely popular. And, and I will say, yeah, you're right. This is kind of a, an oddball year of these trucks, but they are still good looking. Well, trucks. it's an upcoming. You it, know it, what it, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's, it's only a matter of time. Oh yeah, absolutely. But this is my thing with it. Is you know, this is a very popular truck. You know, and all that stuff. Um, but it's kind of an odd range of engines in these trucks. You know, this was when they made the transition from the FE motors to the Windsor power plant, the Cleveland power plant, and like the odd modified engines, you know, 351 modifieds and stuff. And now when you get into the later trucks, you know, they just had like 302 Windsors and 351s in them. Now, I, and 460s even. If you're if you're a hardcore GM guy, I would compare these trucks to like your late 80s Chevy C10s. Um, and, and the fact that the front end's got a little bit different than what you're accustomed to. Um, the power plant started changing. They went from a normal carburetor motor over to the electric fuel injection um, there was a lot of changes going on during that time period, and that's the same with these trucks. Now, there's a lot of people that... You know perform- what the first year for EFI and a C10 was? I actually do not. I'm a guess. I'm going to take a guess. 84. 87. 87. Okay. Great. Um, but, um, you know, there was a lot changing in these trucks. Um, there's a lot going on, and they're not real big with customizers. Of course, they got... And for a work truck and using it, the twin I-beam front end is great. Right. For customizing, it's you a change, nightmare. You, change you everything. knock it out from under and put a Crown Vic front end under it. Exactly. The, uh, in which, luckily, in the last few years, you know, that's become the common in these trucks. It's become routine, yeah. The uh, lowering of them is, is a nightmare in itself. I've got a funny story on these trucks that I'll never forget. My neighbor across the street... Bought a 79 Ford F-150, or F-100, brand hammer new from Fairway Ford. All right. He drove it every day. He had a little construction company. It has 55,000 miles on it. It's been repainted one time. And uh, he finally got so old he couldn't even drive it anymore. Good Lord. He came up to me and he said, uh, it was a long bed. Baby blue with blue interior, Ooh. AM radio, Ooh. but it was, one, two, three. it was immaculate. Right. It was perfect. White walls, factory hubcaps, didn't even have dual exhaust on it. I mean, it was original as it can. I mean, you could possibly be. <laughs> Slick paint, nice truck. Um, long bed. If it was a short bed. Major strike. Huge strike. But that extra two feet in the bed just knocks it in the head. The uh, But this truck, and his wife came to me, and she said, hey, I want you to help me sell my husband's truck. 
you know, it's in her garage, it's taking up space. I've got to crawl out of my car because this truck's sitting in the garage. And then I said, well, what is he wanting for the truck? And a lot of times people have unrealistic numbers in their heads. Right. And uh, I feel a little bad, and I'm going to leave the details extremely vague in this. But, uh, you know, long story short, they wanted way too much money for this truck. And, uh, I mean, it was immaculate, but it's a long bed truck, and they're asking short bed prices for it. Right. So, um, I mean, I'm talking about top-of-the-line short bed prices for it. Um, Over-the-moon prices for it, really. And uh, even if it was a short bed. And uh, I said, I don't think the truck will sell. I'll ask around. Yada, yada. Well, lo and behold, a few months goes by. She calls me up. And I bought this truck for an extremely low amount of money. <laughs> like what I had in my pocket kind of money. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, this thing was brand new. I mean, this was the newest pawpaw truck you've ever been in your life. I had every book, every the window sticker to it, owner's manual, every service, the lifetime warranty muffler he had put on it, every ticket, every receipt, tires, the whole shooting match. Well, I drove it around for a little while, you know, rode around my little pawpaw truck. And, you know, it was cool. I drove to the shop, and I'm like, what am I going to do with this thing? So I finally took all this documentation, and I laid it all out on the hood. And the hoods are huge on these trucks. And this thing, I covered every inch of it with paperwork. All the books and everything with it. The second set of keys that were still taped to the owner's manual. <laughs> so, long story short, original bills sell everything in this truck. And the A title to the truck. All laid out. I took pictures of that. These trucks are notorious for rusting under the doors. Right. Notorious for it. Bought the truck. Trucks rust for it. It's perfect. Took all the great detailed pictures, and I put it on eBay. And it was so funny. I come in, you know, like the bid was like $3,500 on it. Right. And it sat that way for like three days. It was a five-day auction. And the next thing you know, I woke up one morning, and the bid on this thing was like ten grand. I like to have a coronary right there on the spot. A a uh, a wine or, or a uh, what's it, a winery? Yeah, a winery. Bought it up in Maine, and I didn't even know they even had grapes up there, you know. <laughs> but the thing that was crazy was it started in 1979, and they bought it and lettered it up just like a truck would be, you know, for the, you know their winery in 1979, and they wanted a rust-free truck. I mean, which is unheard of a 79 anything, especially in Maine. up north. Well, I'll tell you what. I, speaking of free. The show is not that, and we got to pay for pay for it, you know. That's what I'm saying. So uh, let's take some commercial breaks. All right, guys, stay tuned. We got a lot more from this Forbes list right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour on uh, 106.3 W O R D. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. I try to come in a little calmer that time for you. What's going on, dude? For your AFib, I appreciate that. You know, because we're heart smart here at Hot Rods and Happy Hour. <laughs> yeah, pansy. We, we actually have one of them. Uh, we have one of those uh, jump starters over here. You know, I'm sitting here looking at an empty can of uh, an, an energy drink that rhymes with OnStar-ish. Kind of rhymes with that. It's got green M on it. And, um, well, I don't know if I can say that or not. I just don't know. Red Bull might be listening and wanting to sponsor us. I don't know if I can say Monster, which I guess I sound both now. Yeah, same thing. I guess I sound both now, so it really don't matter. So you're worried about AFib, but you're drinking like kerosene. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sitting here drinking, you know, heart cancer in a can, and um, is that even a thing? I don't know, but I love this junk, and I got a case of it out in the truck, and you know, I sit here and breathe gasoline every week with you, 
and you know drive things that could kill me and um i don't need you but enough about your station wagon well yeah and i don't need you yelling at me to for forgo my uh atrial fibrillation so, well that so that's what i'm getting at. I, I well, already just have in a, case we got we do have our little jump starter defib whatever well, shocker kit that's great I, i'm breaker. already doing enough against myself I, I don't need your help that's that's all i'm saying about the yelling at me i like saying. helping well i appreciate it i'm a helper i appreciate it um so we're talking about the uh, now that we got that out of the way. We're talking about the uh, Forbes list that they uh, released about collectible cars that you could buy for under ten thousand dollars. And when we left off, we were talking about the Ford. You were telling the story about that, about the rust-free Ford, and 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 that brought something to my attention. I want to mention about those trucks. If you're going out and looking for one of these Ford trucks, be sure to check. These things were prone to rust. These things were built to rust. You even said it yourself below the doors were very bad and these trucks were they were horrible when it come to rust issues so if you're going out and you see this pristine ford truck that you're going to buy be sure to pick it over with a fine tooth comb because i'm telling you rust is inevitable on these things we see a lot of rust problems with these things and i'll be honest with you in that price range it's going to be rusty there's going to be rust on it and the the price range that forbes gave oh yeah you're going to have yeah 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 you're going to be patch paneling don't worry exactly uh, but moving on to the next truck, and funny, it's I mentioned it in the last segment, uh, your 73 through 87 Chevy uh, C and K Series trucks. Boy, they really knocked it out of the park on that. I would have <laughs> never thunk that a square body Chevy would be hot. That's crazy. Yeah. When did this list come out? 2012? I know. Um, these trucks have been hot for a while, Forbes. I don't know if you realize that or not. I mean... Yeah, and they show a picture of like an 86, 87 truck yeah, they're, in the picture. Those trucks have been fire hot damn near since they came out. Oh, it, They've it, had a following. You nice know, short beds it, all day. It's funny that you and I talked about it because, you know, and I don't think I've ever, I, don't, I haven't told many people this, I'm after an 87 Suburban. I want one. Two-wheel drive. And I even told you, I'm, I'm ready to sell my SS. I'm ready to sell my pace car to get a real nice one. Um because these things are hot i want a daily one i just like them i like these old trucks well a truck's not really you know good for me to daily because i need the room so i'm I'm looking for an old suburban these things are hot you you're not going to pick them up for these price tags for, not not nice stuff not you know the the suburbans they're a little cheaper they are they really are the pickup trucks the short bed truck however is not and they got them listed at like seventy four hundred dollars at an average condition I see rust. Find me one. Exactly. Do me the favor. Find me one. I see rust buckets on Facebook for sale on Craigslist every day for thirteen thousand dollars. There's actually one on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace right now. I seen it the other day. Nice set of Bill of Wheels Air Ride. Clean truck. Nice truck. It was twenty five thousand. Yeah, twenty five. Twenty five thousand dollars. Three fifty carbureted. Keep in mind, he's probably got um, you know uh, Bill of Wheels. I'm gonna shoot high on the billet wheels, and I know I know they're not this much. I'm gonna shoot high and say he's got five grand worth of wheels and tires on it. I know air rides cost. I have I've had a set. You know, if he paid someone to do it, he's got. I'm gonna shoot high again and say five thousand that. So you remove that five that ten thousand dollars worth, and it's still fifteen thousand dollars for the truck. Mm-hmm. And it it was rusted. I'm sorry, it was it was a clean truck, but it had its own issues. It was plagued with. So the Forbes missed the mark by half. Um, Seventy four hundred average condition. Yeah, if you find a half half decent long bed, maybe, 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 
or you know just a, a six cylinder truck. But back to these vague des- descriptions, you know, I mean, they're throwing long beds and short beds together, and the, like I said, these aren't car people, but they totally missed the mark here. This they're wasting their time even putting that on the list. I I, I, agree. I mean, you know what? If you pick up a third two Ford for ten grand, I think that'd be a great one to invest in while you're going. <laughs> you know, I'm saying just while we're dreaming. You know, yeah, I mean, while we're go dream- big. You know, yeah, I I've owned I got a list right here. I've owned a '76 C10 uh, uh, '77 Blazer, which is your K series. Um, I've owned a uh, 78 C10, a 79, and an 80 C10. And the, I'm talking about, like, my 78 was actually the first truck I ever bought, and it was a long bed. And I bought it in 2004. So, was that uh, mathematics? 13 years ago. And still paid a good bit for it. I was in high school. It was my first car I bought. And I still paid good money for this truck back then, 13 years ago, almost 14 years ago. So, and that was a long bed. And and pretty rust free, um, but since then these trucks have skyrocketed. I mean, I think my dad my dad actually bought the eighty Chevy C ten, and it ended up being mine after he passed. This truck he bought or my mom bought it for him in, golly man, I want to say ninety seven ninety eight, and they still paid. Now keep in mind it's just an old truck then it was just an old truck, and I want no it was a little bit new. You know, it was around the 96, 97 they bought it. Um, they paid like $6,500 for it then. That's craziness. And it wasn't the most perfect truck. You know what I mean? It, um, my, a little bit about the 80 uh, C10. It was actually a diesel truck from the factory. It had an Oldsmobile 350 diesel motor in it. And it was a, um, I want to say it was a water company truck out of Charleston. And somewhere along the line, the diesel motor gave way. And they put a Oldsmobile 350 gas-powered motor in it. And so it was a mosh posh, you know, doing that conversion, taking it from a diesel, although it's not a big deal with those trucks, going back to gas-powered, there was a lot of things that were left left off, left out of the mix. I mean, you turn the key on, the glow plug light still comes on before you start it. You know, not that you had to obey it with a gas motor, but but still, I mean, there's a lot of things that were wrong in the truck, and they still paid $6,500 with... God only knows how many miles were on at that time. I know the odometer had already rolled at least once on it. So, I mean, and since then, these trucks have done nothing but rows. I mean, you know, that truck in complete rust formation, two, you know, two-door short bed like that, you can still ask that kind of money for it. Oh, yeah. Rust short, short Short bed trucks are on the money, and I'll be honest with you, the way the patina is now, hell, kids like rust. Oh, yeah. Man, that's a good – it's got rust on it? Yeah. I, so, you know – I, I wish I had all these trucks back now, and two of them were long bed, two of them were short bed, but, um, well, one of them was the step side I had. Mm-hmm. Um, it, beautiful trucks. Um, they're, they're a good-looking body-style truck. They are. They and are. and some, you know, some, some hit the mark better than others, but... And, and I would argue and say, um, it's funny, I couldn't remember what the 76 was, that was my black step side, um, but... You know, I would argue to say that's one of the best-looking body styles that GM's ever released in far as the truck line. You know, there's a lot of people I'm sure is going to argue with me. I'm sure you'd argue with the 67, 72s. Um, there's a lot of people that would argue the OBS trucks. You know, your uh, 88 through 98. 98. Um, there's a lot of people that argue those are the best-looking trucks. But those three generations, for sure, I think the That's a very strong time in GM trucks. It is. I, I think the square bodies, just in my personal opinion, are the best-looking trucks and you know, aside from your '67 through '72, obviously are the money trucks. 
Um, you know, with all the and your early square bodies are all over it again. But yeah, these these trucks seventy three through seventy seven square bodies are on fire. Yeah, I, I think I think they're just way off on their their numbers with these trucks. Yeah, see, I, but back to they're mixing long bed, short bed, step sides, four wheel drives, two wheel drives. It's and then not, not to mention throwing the Blazers in the account. You know, um, I've had I've had one of them. I, I grew up dad having two of those. Uh, those things are money too. I mean, I know that that falls more into. Well, and we actually the Blazers are on the list. Yeah, and, and that's another one that's that's extremely. Well, I mean, I mean, come on, it's a no brainer. I mean, and especially in a two wheel drive variety. Oh God, a C series Blazer, which they didn't make but a double handful of them anyway. I mean, yeah, that's that's a thirty thousand dollar truck in the right market, especially if you have an extremely nice one. That, that's what we like to call a unicorn there. Yeah, uh, a two wheel drive Blazer. Um, and I don't want to get too far ahead on them, but I mean, for some reason, I don't know why the Suburbans haven't caught on as strong yet. They're big and awkward. They are big and awkward, and I think I think that might just be it. Honestly, I, I think they are. They're, I think they're, they're, they're big. Were, they're long. They're awkward. People don't need that thing. That's the reason Tahoes are so much more popular than Suburbans now. And, and you can't buy anything for them from the back doors back. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, tail lights are the same. <laughs> tail lights are the same. Back bumper. <laughs> just saying. I actually know it's different too. Yeah, you're right. It is oddly enough. But I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think this was probably the worst thing to make this list right here is these trucks. They just totally missed the mark here, and, and I wouldn't consider a square body a future collectible. Yeah, you see a nice square body short bed for under ten grand, buy it. I would argue that. I mean, because you had some four fifty four trucks out there. So I, I would argue that ninety nine percent of your four fifty four trucks are going to be long beds. Yep, you're absolutely right about that. But, I mean, I would argue that point. I don't know. Let us know. Hop on Facebook and let us know what you think about that. Yeah. i tell you what else we need to hop on is these commercials. Oh, God. Here we go Gray's again. over here having a conniption fit. <laughs> All right, guys. Stay tuned, y'all. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hot Rod. What's happening, What dude? is the next car on the Forbes top 10 cars to buy under $10,000 collectible cars? They kind of got close on them. Uh, no, they didn't. Uh, the 65 through 70 Oldsmobile 88 series. That covers your Jetstar 88, your Dynamic 88, and your Delta 88 trim levels in a two-door, a sedan, or a convertible with a whopping mm-hmm, V8 under that mile-long hood. I love non-car people and how they describe things. Yeah. The uh, and I mean that's a well they got the mile long hood part right yeah they yeah they got that part right but I mean it's it's a cool car not knocking it that year of Delta eighty eight it is a good year they look good they really do I mean it's an attractive car in odd a, car can't buy parts a, for them. in a two door or convertible beautiful car I mean really in all honesty it is a gorgeous car and I say if you find a nice pristine Delta eighty eight convertible you know what that's a buy but at their guest price of seventy seven hundred dollars. I don't think so. Well, this is my thing with it. I mean, you know, how many convertibles do they really make, probably? Not a lot. I mean, those, to me, are going to be your hot cars to have. And, I mean, there's a double handful of them around. You know, convertibles are prone to rust. And I, I'm sure some got put up somewhere. But the thing about bright work, all the chrome and all the stuff, you don't buy parts for these cars. I never see these cars are going to be bringing 442 money. No, or, no, Or no, anything no, no, like no, that. No, no, no. Well, I mean... It, I hate to talk about my own cars, but I took a gamble with my Delta 88. I, you know, I don't think those things will ever hit a, you know, $50,000 value. I don't think it'll ever happen. Unless the car is 150 years old and in pristine condition. I don't think it'll ever happen. I mean, 
Um, you know, I mean, will it gain a little bit of value? Yeah, sure. And these cars, you know, I, I don't think you can buy one for like clean for seventy seven hundred dollars. I really don't. Not in collector condition. Um, I think you're going to be again around that fifteen thousand dollar mark on one. On a nice one. On, on a real nice one. But I think the highest. I think, I think these cars are good looking enough to they'll probably hit that thirty thirty five thousand dollar mark one day. Um, but you better have a nice one, and you better have a low number one with options. Um, it better be the right car. It, it better be. It better check every box it needs to check. Um, just because they're not. You know the car. You know that everybody's after. They're just. They're just not. They, well, they fall in them odd years. Well, it's, it, this is I always kind of notch these cars to entry level. Right. Collector cars are, you know, somebody that wants a fun convertible right around it. And, and it's perfect for that. You know, what I mean? absolutely perfect for that. I mean, and, and like I said, you know, this the sixty-five through seventy. They are great looking cars. They were made in the right era. They really were. They got some cool styling to them. I yeah. mean, they they got the cool sixties. You know, all the flair. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. when you compare it to, uh, you know, its cousin, the Cutlass. I could think of more lucrative ways to spend your ten k. Yeah, uh, and and when you look at you know its cousin, the Cutlass. And I'm not talking Bitcoin. <laughs> oh yeah. It might, it might be. But no, in that same area, the 69 Cutlass, that's your money car. That's your collector car. Your 68 to 72 Cutlasses are, in stri- are are hot. Yeah. But it took them years to catch on. And even now, the Cutlasses, yeah, they're decent money, or your Rally 350s and things like that. Your real money is your W30s and your 442s. Right. Um, you know, It's like I, a GTO in Le Mans. Exactly. Perfect comparison. Um it's the same but different. Same, same but different. No, I mean they are great looking cars. I just Forbes, come on guys, talk to some car people, see what car people really want. Maybe they Check need to see that. They need to bring us on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe we should go work for Forbes. That's what I'm screaming. All right, let's move along. Let's not beat this old to death. How about this next one though? This this one, ugh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one. The 72 through 80 Dodge D and W series. That's your pickup trucks. The they're getting popular, but the only reason they're getting popular is because they're cheap. Yeah. Um, it's the only way, and I'll be honest with you, for less than 5K, you can even remotely get into the truck game. Now, let me say, these have some cool, you know, you got your Little Red Express, you got your Warlock, you got your Macho Power Wagon Top Hand, you got your Midnight Express. Um, the dude was a little earlier on before that. Um, but these trucks, they had some cool features. They had some cool, and they, and they look good. They were a good square body Dodge. Well, they're you know they were an adventure, and it wasn't a bad looking body style. But it's always played. It was the bronze, no matter what, between Ford and Chevrolet. But you know, I, I know of one of these trucks locally. I want to say it's a '76 for sale, and it's a just a clean truck. Just I mean that's it. It's just a clean truck. Is V8 powered? You want to know the price tag on it? Twelve five. He likes it because he's never going to sell it. Well, you know, I don't know. Forbes got these things listed seventy eight hundred dollars for a nice. That's one. insane. I wouldn't give seventy eight hundred for a yard full of them. Yeah. Now, okay, this is one that the price is on. It, you know, if you find a, a little Red Express for seventy eight hundred, well, now that's that's a whole other ballgame. Snag it. Actually, you can buy a little Red Express for seventy eight hundred. Now, is it going to be pristine? No. Yeah. But you can find them. But. 
buy it. I, you know what? I encourage it because you know this one Forbes may be on to something right here. If you buy the right, the right special truck. editions or something like that, buying Paul, buying a short bed Paul Paul D one hundred. This is what you've done with your money. You know what you've done with your money. I hope you enjoy it because all you've done is threw it out the window. Now, in my opinion, now here's some cool thing about these trucks. I think I've talked about this truck before on here. My dad had a '74 Dodge D100, which is your base model truck, um, and it was midnight green or what forest green, whatever they called it back then. Well, actually, D100 was the model. A D, they were all D100s. Right. Well, he had a base model one, uh, like no options whatsoever. However, oddly enough, from the factory it had tweed interior, um, and it had a 440 390 horse. This was not something you walked onto your car lot and got. This was ordered. Um, to my, our knowledge, is one of one that was built like this. The story on the truck is it came from a kid whose father worked for Dodge. Because uh, my family's from Michigan, so we're right around the corner from all this crap. But, uh, yeah, the, the kid wanted a truck, and his dad worked at Dodge. And his dad special ordered this truck for the kid. And my dad ended up with it in 76. So there's crap out there like that. You know, oddities. Um, freaks from the car lot, if you will. Factory freaks. Yeah, factory freaks. Um, if you find one of them, yeah, you've done good. You know, you find a warlock. You find a midnight oh, express. Even then, we're not wagon. talking. I mean, it's a it's an oddity. It is. Um, you know, there's a, which is Dodges in general, but <laughs> yeah, and the people that own them. Sorry, my bad. Did I say that out loud? Is the mic you, on? Yeah, I think you did. Uh, by the way, let me go back to what I've said before and say that the comments that come out of Rob Pitts's mouth may not necessarily reflect on Odd Rod, although this one does, or the uh, studio of Intercom. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. I love my Mopar guys. I love to joke with you guys, but I'm going to tell you something. There's no way humanly possible, and I know I'm going to get a phone call from Mr. John Dietz. My phone, I can feel it vibrating already. This, <laughs> the show ain't even hit the air yet. This is my thing with it. No matter what it is, no matter what years, from whenever they started making them to 2017, a Dodge has never been number one along as Ford and Chevrolet's there. But, I mean, it, and it is the truth about the Dodges. Resale value, nope, it's not there. I mean, even collectability-wise, unless you just get some Golden Guinea Special Edition or some Oddity Factory Freak, what now, do you got? Now, I will say... And I'm, I'll be honest with you, you can say that about Dodge across the board. No, I'll go back. You know, some of your, like, your Superbirds and all that, they're, they're money cars. I, those are oddities, though. Those but, are factory freaks. They made limited editions of those. I don't know. What, you see where I'm getting at. You, you if got, it's not a Hemi, it's not a 440 or 383 Magnum, you know what it is? Entry level. That's what it is. Now, the problem is, though, they threw that thing in everything. There was a 440 in station wagons. Well, they did. They and, did and those are factory freaks there. They are. But you see where I'm getting at, though. Those are your, your hot ticket items in Dodge. And I'm not saying you know, a 318 car isn't valuable or a 340 car isn't valuable. But as a rule, the big money cars like, are going to be those. Well, your 440 and your Hemi are just king of the hill in, in the Mopar land. I'm sorry. They are. They are. Um, but, no, I don't know. It's weird. I think the trucks, I think Forbes got close on these. Um, I think the price is too high for you just running the mill D100. Um, but I think if you buy a specialty series, and you might have to, you know, skimp on uh, how it looks a little bit. But I think you can get in right there. 
But speaking of skipping, let's skip through these commercial breaks because we got plenty of them coming up. Actually, it's top of the hour, so enjoy the news, and we'll be back here in a few. All right, guys, stay tuned. We got a lot more coming up right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3 WORD. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 